Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gate's daily podcast. I'm Jessica Wright, sharing a thought for the day with you. My husband and I have three kids, which I've shared about them on here before, but our youngest is full of life, and we have a beautiful testimony about him, and he keeps us on our toes, I will say that for sure. But today he got to go to school and dress like a cowboy, which we did not own anything that had to do with cowboys. So late last night, I had to run to the store and purchase him a cowboy hat and some cowboy boots so he could dress appropriately for the occasion. (laughs) But he loves to, his imagination is huge. He just sees things differently and he just really gets into things. So I could not send him to school not dressing up and he loves costumes and all things imagination and just going for it. And we love it. We love him. And our daughter, she is the middle child and she's artsy and crafty. She's just always loved to create and she's learning to play volleyball. So she just is just exploring these things. But my favorite thing that she does is when she creates her artwork and just lets that creativity flow because I'm creative and artsy in a different way. I cannot paint. That is not my thing. I think I make everything too even. Like I want to make everything evened out on the paper and not just let it be expressed. And so she's fantastic with that, and we love celebrating her. And our oldest son, since he was one years old, he is now about to be 15, he has just loved baseball and loved to play ball. When he was one years old, his dad would throw the ball and he could hit it with the bat. And it's funny because our youngest has no interest. He does not even care about baseball or any kind of thing like that. Um, He's into all his toys and cars and all of that. But our oldest was never interested in regular toys. He just wanted to play ball. Anything that had to do with the ball, he would kick the ball, uh, play soccer. But his favorite was baseball. He loved to throw the ball. So we've been very protective of all of our children, but um, protective of Um, cultivating what is inside of him and in each and every one of them. But in regards to him in baseball, we've just tried to take every step along the way and just lean into what Yahweh is saying for him and for us, no matter if that's what everyone is doing or not. And so my husband has a background in baseball, so he's been able to help because I am definitely clueless in that area. <laughs> and so he's just grown up playing. It has been, I ha- we have no regrets. He's made lifelong friends doing this, and and so have we. So it's been it's been great. And now we've come into a different place where he's playing for intention. Like, he's having fun you know, we're having a great time, but he's also getting attention from college scouts and different things like that. So, um, so yeah, so he's putting in the work. He trains during all through the year. He trains his body. So he, he does, um, 
some lightweight training and some agility, like with his running and, you know, being able to, to maneuver and all of this. So he goes to a training facility where we live and trains year round. And the, the main reason of that is to protect his body. And so that he doesn't just walk on a field and try to play baseball, um, that his muscles are protected, his bones are protected. And so, and that's just the part of the, that process. But so he's been playing with some teams nationally and where kids will like fly in from wherever and meet and play these, these big tournaments and which has been an adjustment for us. We're used to being on a team with kids we knew and, and now we're, you know, learning, meeting new people constantly. And so recently we had a coach ask for him to come play and we went and met them in, um, in Georgia. And so it's five hours from we, where we live and we did a tournament, but it was so cool. Cause I, I could hear him, the coach in the dugout and he was very expressive and, and, uh, just really into everything he does. And he was talking to the players and I was like, what is he saying over there? Cause he was just so into it. And I could hear him saying, you are a masterpiece. And then he said it again, you are a masterpiece. And, and this is not common. If you've been around baseball, most of the time, this is not common with coaches. <laughs> and so um, I mean, some coaches are very expressive and, you know, get into things. And I asked my husband, I said, is that their like pregame speech? And my husband said, no, that's his devotion time. So he, this is like his ministry and he reaches out to these kids and they have devotion before the games and, and pray together and um, just amazing things like that. And it was so cool. He was just so passionate about it. He was super fun. He would even just having a great time. Like he would get on the mound and then take pictures, take selfies during the game. Um, <laughs> but he was full of life, but yet being such a great example to these boys and really just pouring his heart out. And so before every game, they would have a devotion, but it was no ordinary devotion. It was just really just preaching about the love of God and just everything that he is. And it was just so, I just loved it. And, and so did my husband. We were, we just, we enjoyed it. And my husband's like, this is his ministry, you know? Um, and it just really went off in me because I know so many times that there are people that just really want to be in the ministry. And I was like, you know, he doesn't have to be, he's not a pastor. This guy is not a pastor. He's not on staff anywhere. He actually has his own business that he runs like during the week. And then during baseball season, he takes this team all over the country and they do tournaments. But while he's doing that, he's preaching to these young men and showing them examples and how to live a godly life. And all of this. And it's just, and he's, he's cool. So the, the boys are listening to him, you know, and it's just what an incredible mission field and what an incredible example. He's not 
waiting to be in any kind of position or anything like that. He's living his life. And he was talking to us, he said, in the basement of his house. He has scriptures everywhere. And he'll work out. He has a gym down there. And he'll work out. But he just keeps the scripture before him. And he's just so engaged in that. And so this is just an overflow of who he is. And he's not waiting, you know, to be a pastor at a church or um, a youth pastor or anything like that. And I say this because that should not be our goal of, I want to be on staff or I want to do this. You know, I'm called to the ministry. Well, just because you're called to the ministry doesn't mean that you're supposed to be on staff somewhere. There are so many other ways to minister and to be a minister of the gospel, to minister the Father's heart and His love. And just by living your life, you know, in in your day-to-day things, being that light, being that example, that is being called to the ministry. You are responding. Many are called, but few are chosen. How do you become the chosen? Well, first you have to say yes. So there's been an invitation where Yahweh has given an invitation. He's calling, he's calling out for those that would listen. And then we have to respond to that invitation. That And our response is yes, we respond to his invitation. But then we need to be given permission to go from there and just leaning into that. So that's your first steps. If you feel that call and you hear that call, like many are called, but few are chosen. Stepping into that, walking into that, being the light in your everyday life, that what's happening in your personal life and your walk with the Father is just an overflow. And those around you just want to hear hear more when you are you are a light to others. There's so many that are in darkness right now and they might even walk around with a smile on their face. I saw something recently where, now again, my son's 14, he'll be 15 soon, a 14-year-old boy that also played baseball, my son played baseball against, took his own life a couple of weeks ago, and it, oh gosh, it hit me so hard, and a family member of his wrote a post on Facebook saying, you know, he was such a great kid. He was so smart. He was an athlete. He, you know, was funny, did all these things, was such a great kid, but he never felt perfect enough. And that just hit me right in the gut. He never felt perfect enough. So bad that he was tormented by depression. 14-year-olds should not be tormented by depression. I this is not right. You know, we need to stand up for these young people, for this generation, that that depression is not it, that suicide is not the answer, that Yahweh is the answer, that his love that that overflows, that that can cancel out anything else. And a lot of these kids need to be shown that. And show them that there's hope. There is hope for the hopeless. So many are hopeless. And that's our opportunity. 
you know, to, to reach those. And even though some people are walking around with a smile on their face, this kid was probably funny and fun to be around, but there's something deeper going on inside. But if we can just be a light to others and that be our mission field and reach others in our everyday life and how we live, that will change the world. You do not have to be on staff at a church somewhere to be a minister of the gospel, to share the word and be a light. There are so many other ways that you can reach others. Is it that you want to minister or do you want recognition? So check yourself. (laughs) And, And that's maybe tough to say, but what is the true heart in it? Are you wanting to reach others and bring hope to the hopeless. That is that is my heart, hope to the hopeless. And let's see the bigger picture. You know, when you're facing something in the middle of it, it feels like all hell is breaking loose or your life is just, it feels like it's over, you know, like or everything just feels very heightened. But if you can just rest, even go to sleep and wake up the next day and realize, you know what, today's a new day. Or see the bigger picture instead of like everything going on around. It seems like it's all a mess, you know, and that's what people are only seeing. But if you can lift up your eyes and see the way that Yahweh sees to to come to come up here and see, then you see the bigger picture and something that feels like it's everything is crashing down and not working. But there's so much more going on in the in the background. I mean, I've had things in the past two years that I've faced that I'm like, we're crashing and burning. But then really Yahweh was orchestrating all of it for our good, for the better and changing things for the better for us because he wants his best for us. His intention for us is greatness. And I just want to share that to others. So I encourage you as you live your life to live live it in love and in a great example to others and know that your mission field is all around you, that it's not in the church building, that it is everywhere, even more so. So just be a light and let the love of Yahweh just overflow out of you on, into others that are hurting, that need hope, that need love, that need joy. Be joy. Yes. Shalom and have a great day.